0: Welcome to the One Life One Chance Podcast. I'm your host, Toby Morris. On the phone with me today, I have a friend from many, many, many years. His band took us on our first U.S. tour. He was on our first album. We have many, many great experiences. We got matching tattoos. One of the greatest frontmen of all time from New York hardcore. A comedian, a frontman. Always fucking smiling. Always happy. Um, I'm probably... All the straight edge kids love him. And ladies and gentlemen, Jimmy Gestapo. Yes, that was a good intro. Toby, how's yeah. it going, bro? Good, I did the intro again. I'm happy. Um... So Jimmy, so much I want to talk to you about. Obviously, like people that know they um, they know you were on our first. They were on our first album. Our first show ever was in uh, Bayside, Queens, 1994, opening up for Murphy's Law. Um, that was the craziest, crazy fucking show. The riot after we played. Um, yeah. And then <laughs> and then the beer and water tour in 1996 is when. You took us on tour and fucking Adam came from being a Krishna monk living in a temple, being in shelter to meeting you and going to strip clubs and his whole life changed. Um, <laughs> so that's that's amazing, too. Um, but, but I'm, I'm gonna a go, bad influence. No, you're not. You fucking <laughs> open his eyes to life. Um, but I want to go back with you, too, because obviously you're from you from Queens, Astoria, Queens um, represent that to the fullest. Um, how are you? How is Jimmy Gestapo in high school? Did you graduate? Did you like sports? Did you fucking get good grades? How
1: were you in high school? Unfortunately, I didn't do much high school because uh, punk rock got into my life and uh, kind of ruined my education, but uh also started a new education for me as far as music and traveling and and how to look at the government and uh and life yeah. and people of uh different cultures. So I you know, I I am at a loss so that I don't have a I have a high school diploma or a GED, but I do have a PhD in uh punk rock and hardcore music which has you know i don't think if i if i not any younger kids out there don't take take me uh don't listen to me and, and, and do what i'm saying uh but i, I think that if i w- would follow would have followed through with high school or everything and not followed music i wouldn't be in the position i am now where i traveled around the world and, and had so many diverse friends from all over the world yeah. You know, I wouldn't be on I wouldn't be on a fucking billboard right now for vans right now on the side of a building. For I that's know. For sure.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, what he's talking about is I just fucking saw it. It's amazing. There's a billboard for vans of this <laughs> motherfucker stage diving wearing vans. The picture's old school photo. I was so I saw that shit on a building. Somebody told me about it the other day, I was like, Holy shit, I saw it on your gram and then like, Yeah, dude, it's fucking awesome. Man. They're on
1: multiple buildings, they're in the subway, they're they're all over the fucking place. It's pretty it's pretty funny. <laughs> it's, it's pretty crazy. flattering actually. Dude, where's well, that... to be 50, 53 head... years old now, and, and that, that pops up now, it, it shows, uh, you know, it, it makes me feel a little relevant still. So, <laughs> Where,
0: Where's that photo from?
1: That's from, uh, I think, when I jumped off the balcony at the Ritz, and that was my landing. Or, uh, it's shit. definitely at the Ritz, uh, and I don't know if it's when I jumped off the balcony in front of my mother, or, don't you know, when I did a stage dive, but it looks like I'm landing from uh, the balcony.
0: Holy shit, so... So, what, so, okay, so you're in high school, whatever, Whatever. you don't graduate. Is it because you started playing music
1: early, like as a teenager? It wasn't was it just the music because uh, it was when we were listening to the music. It was yeah. first, you know, going out to hang out and yeah. going out to shows and then yeah. going, going out and then hanging out with a crowd of other kids that, you know, were all misfits. So, you know, to be a punk kid now in school, you're the coolest kid in school, but to be a punk kid, when I was a kid, you, know, you got the shit beat out of you. You got continually harassed. Your teachers thought you were crazy. It wasn't it was uh, it wasn't conducive to, to getting a good education, that's for sure, because you're continually being bullied and, uh, and fucked with. And now, you know, now, now look at us. Now, uh, I, th- I think we've shown people what, what, what the good life is and, and how, to, how to look at things 100%. differently.
0: So w- what was your first exposure to punk rock and Harker when you were that young?
1: That was uh, Doug... Doug Holland, wow. aka his real name Doug Lazito from uh, from Kraut, later on the Cro-Mags, He played in a band called Apprehended. Okay. And uh, and he hung out with this crew of older older punks, like proper straight up punk rockers, not hardcore people. It was before hardcore. Yeah. And uh, and uh, they they uh, this guy Alex and his wife Delza were like the Sid and Nancy of Astoria, and they played in a band Apprehended with Doug. And I kind of roadied with them, and 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 they—I thought they were just fucking cool as hell. Yeah. So got me, got my I got my leather jacket, I spiked my hair, you know, and and started listening to the Sex Pistols and and uh, and the adverts and bands like that, and it, you know, a lot mostly English punk. Yeah. And uh and uh and that was it for me. My, my I was I was done. <laughs> my <laughs> so, life, my yeah. life was my life was completely changed.
0: Wow. So so, when did you? So you start, You remember what your first show was? Like your first show, you went through like, "Holy shit, this is amazing! I feel like I'm part of this." And
1: yeah, I went to see Apprehended. They played in a club in a, in Astoria. That was that. Unfortunately, didn't take off. It was a beautiful uh, uh, space. Yeah, and it still exists. It's it's uh, the, the space is still there. It's an article building next to Queensbridge Projects. Oh wow. Um, you, you know with the, the bridge is over. The bridge yeah. is over. That, yeah. that, that, that that Queensbridge. So unfortunately, <laughs> it didn't take off because it was next to the hood. But wow. uh they used to pick up people in the school bus outside of this punk uh store, clothing store called Trash in Vaudeville. Yep. And uh they'd have shows there and uh, apprehended uh played there. And that was my first show and and Del's, Delza, the chick who sang, was fucking hot and that was that was <laughs> like this hot punk chick and I was a little kid and there was all these girls, I was like this is uh, this is something I think I should stick with this. <laughs> so when did it was you... <laughs> it was pre- pretty it. cool.
0: So when did you realize that you wanted to start a band? Like what was it?
1: Uh, well, I was always interested in music because my my grandfather, uh, whose nickname was Jimmy Pops James Cervante, Nice he had a music store in Brooklyn, and he died uh, he died before twenty five years before I was born. Oh wow! So my mother. Was always into rock and roll and Elvis, and and she used to go to the Alan Freed shows and at the Brooklyn Paramount, and and put the bug of music into me and telling me stories about my grandfather making drum kits and playing drums and xylophone and all kinds of shit, and I was I was intrigued by it, you yeah. know, and I and I always I always liked music as a kid, I you know the Bay City Rollers and you know and 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 well I also grew up around the monkeys and the Banana Splits, yeah. so music was more for a young kid. And when I was growing up, music was more enticing and more entertaining and, and fun. Because you yeah. know they had you know they had cartoons and TV shows based around music and bands. Now yeah. kids don't have that as much. You have these little you know, you have a phone now. It was Saturday, it was all music. I Sid and Marty Sid and Marty Croft, all those shows had music and you yeah. know it, it, it kind of gripped me. You know? Yeah. bubblegum music and all that.
0: Yeah, I remember the I remember the Dickies covered that song La La
1: La La yeah, La Yeah. yeah, yeah. So... That was one of my favorite shows when I was a kid. So... <laughs> that's fucking
0: awesome. So so the band started um and then fuck man wh- wh- what year did that record come out the first record?
1: I think 80 85 Wow it might have been 85 but it, we it was already I was going to see band I, that's when I went, I first went to Maxis, Kansas City and I saw Harley play with the stimulators Wow and then he and I hit it off and he was all of like 12 or thir- 12 and I was like 13. Damn. Fourteen sneaking into sneaking into clubs, and that's you know that's you know when you could smoke in a club and little kids would just walk into a club and order a beer and there be nobody was IDing anybody in New York at least, <laughs> and it was just it was off the hook. Yeah, and uh, so me and Harley hit it off, and then I started to go to shows, and I had to pick and choose my my battles because it was like I go to a show, and I come home late, and they would be punished for a month. Damn. So I'd maybe get I'd maybe get a one good show a month, but in that month that I'd be punished or so that I'd write to uh, Jack Rabbit, who who I think still does a, a now a a scene on on online called the Big Takeover.
0: Oh shit! no and,
1: uh, and he he I he, I would write him and he would write me back on the back of flyers and stuff, and that's how I'd find out about shows. That's cool. It was like. It's not, its not like now you turn on your fucking phone and and there's a bleep, pop bloop bloop. It's telling you all these all these upcoming shows and you That's know crazy. then you had to really you had to work to find out what the hell was going on and you had to know somebody. It was like you know a secret mission.
0: Yeah, I remember like checking like thank yous on, on the um on the lyric sheets and see what shirts people were wearing in the records or the fanzines. He's, oh my god, like what's that yeah. shirt he's wearing? All that shit. It was like
1: yeah, you had to look on 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 a fanzine or you had to. Go to a show to find out about other shows. Otherwise, you weren't ever going to find out. No, one, your phone wasn't going to ring in your parents' house. You, you know, no. you know, you had to really seek out music. We, we, now, 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 music. So it, now, finds you the music. Now, yeah. if, if you're doing, <laughs> if you're doing the right thing in a band nowadays, you should have no problem being able to draw a fan base, unless you suck, because. Uh, Everyone's got a fucking, basically, a, a, a tablet or a computer in their yeah, pocket. That's true. You know, and, and it's easy to promote and, and share your music now.
0: Yeah.
1: Or, or unfortunately for guys like me and you that sell music, have our music stolen from us. <laughs> yeah, that's true, <laughs> you know, you, sp- you spend all the money in a studio recording, ri- going to rehearsals and getting ready to write music, which I, I don't do enough, near enough. And uh, you finally go and you spend thousands and thousands of dollars and the first bit of music you put out, everybody just shares it. You're, it's crazy, boom, man. You know,
0: it's such different times. Yeah, you can't
1: you can't really make a living at this unless people are buying t-shirts. A lot of t-shirts.
0: A lot of t-shirts.
1: <laughs> a lot of t-shirts. <laughs> well, you, um... And they'll still they still complain when it when a shirt costs, but they'll wear two hundred dollar sneakers.
0: I know, dude. It's crazy. Like we try, yeah, selling a t-shirt now for like twenty bucks or something. Back then it was like five to ten to eight and. And people get like, so money. Like, like the band's gonna make money too, man. It's fucking crazy, man. Um, but
1: the same schmucks complain about. They'll, they'll easily spend five hundred dollars on something that says Supreme on it, you yeah.
0: know. But they, <laughs> they'll complain about. That.
1: It's, I, it's like the art. Of, it's the art of the complaint in our music scene because you, you got to. You know, you're not real unless you complain about how much you to get in, how much the shirt costs. You got to complain about everything.
0: Yeah. So. He like keep a, complaining. A lot of people seem a lot of people feel a lot of people seem entitled too. Like, like let me get on the guest list. Let me. Guess, Yo, motherfucker, this is how we make my living, dude. It's crazy. It's like, Oh
1: God, you, you know, you you're, you're lucky. You drink. You're lucky. You drink fucking water. I give out beer, and it's like all of a sudden <laughs> I become the fucking. I become the open bar on stage. Everybody's like, I hand somebody a beer, and then, uh, you know, I go to hand the girl a beer, and this guy's going to take it out of my hand. I'm like, Yo, oh, I just gave you a fucking beer. Relax, bro. Be a gentleman and, and buy how about buy that girl a beer? They yeah. just get laid one day.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you
0: you were just saying that you get you would get grounded for going to shows. Were, you, did, were your parents strict growing up? Were they were they worried
1: about my father? My yeah. father was an asshole because he'd be strict and shit like that. But then he'd go out and get drunk mm. and, and get into fights and bars and and, and abuse me and my mother. So you that also God. that also helped further my uh, wanting to be on the street and, and away from my home and um, and with my support group of other friends that were being abused at mm-hmm. home. And, and Well, you know, believe me, I, I wouldn't be a hardcore kid or a punk rock kid if if everything was honky-dory at my house and my father was 100%. taking me to hockey games and, and taking me camping and, and I was going fishing. You know, if I was preoccupied with stuff with, with my family, yeah. I wouldn't be standing on the street corner with, with Vinnie Stigma and Roger fucking uh, drinking beer.
0: Exactly. Yeah, wow. It's true, man. Everybody came from different, like households and shit that's why I feel like everybody was like a, that's everybody like connected together in New York in those Sunday matinees and just everybody hanging out together we all came from different families some had no parents some had one parent some had yeah it's crazy man it's, your dog your dog is bugging out <laughs> dog's fucking in shut up Stella, I'm doing a podcast um <laughs> so Murphy's lost first show was that ex- how, how that was that being it. on stage and like did when you're on you like holy shit I fucking love this I want to do this like this is it.
1: That was at uh that was at a place called the Plug Club. Okay. Which was uh which was on twenty third street down the block from Billy's Topless, a famous topless <laughs> bar in, in New York. <laughs> I
0: know and
1: uh and it was owned by a guy named Giorgio Gromowski who uh who who uh, produced the uh, The Rolling Stones and uh and, and a lot of other bands and wow. he was he was really big in like the big rock rock scene. Yeah. Big rock scene. But I didn't know that then and uh we he had he had these like uh parties in uh and uh, Reagan Youth played an NBC, I think it was, and, and we got to jump up and, and we had like two songs and we did the two songs like four times. <laughs> so <laughs> That's awesome. and, and people people got a kick out of it and it just kept going. Like, they kept asking us to play and we wrote more songs and Wow. It's still going now. You know, now, now I'm just no, I'm milking songs from ten years ago and still playing shows.
0: <laughs> <laughs> still killing you. you never stop, man. Like you've always stayed on it, man. It's well, awesome.
1: It, start, it started as a joke, but now the joke's on me.
0: <laughs> I mean, fuck. So, so how soon after that record came out did that Beastie Boys to happen? Because you got that that's one of the most crazy shit. Like you guys are going tour the Beastie Boys in arenas and shit back then. That's like but that that
1: happened in 1987. So it was about a year, or two, two, two years after. After the first record came out, we were, you know, we we're on an airplane going to play on a fucking. We were from from sleeping, from four <laughs> or five of us sleeping in a van with no air conditioning or tint windows to, uh, to uh, to flying across the country to get in a tour bus. Wow, man! So that was yeah, that was pretty. It was pretty nuts. We were already playing some local shows with the Beastie Boys, yeah. and Run D M C, and you know we played like uh, at some college in Long Island. We played the Ritz. And then, and then, license to ill broke, uh-huh. and, and we went from like playing little shows with them at colleges to playing arenas. That's when, wow. it literally, we were on the tour and was, we played a couple clubs, and then it just popped into like arenas, uh, sold out arenas. <laughs> it was crazy, dude. Is it safe to say? It's crazy that, to witness.
0: Yeah, is it safe to say that you're the first New York hardcore band to get that kind of exposure? Yeah, it's
1: pretty cool. Yeah,
0: man! Holy shit! Was that scary? Unfortunately,
1: yeah. unfortunately for me, nobody was exposed to it yet, so <laughs> it was a lesson for me and a lesson for the people that I was jumping onto it. That were it was before there was like a general admission, so I'd dive off the stage and they'd be all, they'd be all geek, So I'd dive into the crowd who didn't know anything about <laughs> stage diving and land in seats and get the, the shit beat out of me. So <laughs> holy shit! It was fucking nuts. Well, we only got to play fifteen minutes, so if I even got through ten minutes out of the fifteen, it'd be amazing.
0: Holy shit! How long was that tour for? <laughs> for
1: uh, three months it was. Holy, yeah, it was shit, the whole dude. the whole United States.
0: Holy shit! That's massive, yeah, then, then man. Then we went.
1: Then we did stuff with the we we did a tour with the Chili Peppers, and then we did a tour with the Ramones too.
0: Yeah, it's like late eighties, right?
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Once, once, once you do a big thing like that, other things follow through. But unfortunately, I, I never took it seriously, so I never really was like, we got to put more music out, we got to do this, we got to I never treated it like a business. I, I always thought it was a joke, and I, and whenever came to it, I didn't take it seriously because you know, once you take yourself seriously with this, with the music industry, you get disappointed and disappointed. You know, Yeah. Wow. So the, the joke, the, once again, the joke's on you, but then at least, at least you don't wind up with a broken heart, you know?
0: Yeah. So after those tours, did you, when you came back from those, like the Beastie Boys? I was like, holy shit, like, <clears throat> did you go back, did you go back to work or you just went right to another tour? Like, did, were you looking at it as if it was going to be no, your career at that point? I, have,
1: I always worked, but it was like, I always carried a job. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but, uh, yeah, well, the shows all, of course, changed for us. Our, our, our own local shows and shit, cause, uh, we came back, you know, local local Yahoo guys that just did a big thing. So a, a lot of kids would come. A lot of kids that normally wouldn't even ever have come see us started coming to shows. Kids that like the Beastie Boys that didn't know anything about hardcore yeah. started to come to shows, and it just changed. It changed the whole the whole uh, the whole thing for us, yeah. it, and for and, and for other bands too. It was just like the shows started to change. They started we started to play different bigger venues instead yeah. of bars. We were playing we were playing like a venue. Yeah, you know we had. We got beer for free and, and food. <laughs> <laughs> there was there was a there was a bathroom with a door,
0: yeah.
1: you know, and toilet paper. It was unbelievable. I took a shit before I played.
0: Fuck. And so, <laughs> did you hang with the with you? Hanged with the Beastie Boys? Obviously, you did the tour, but they were hanging out in the punk scene yeah. too back then, yeah, because they were a punk band. First. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. They were they were a big part of the punk scene before they did the hip hop stuff. You know, yeah. they were a, a hardcore band, right? yeah. straight up hardcore band. Yeah. And P- uh yeah, all, those guys were always out. We used to hang out on Mark's place. Those guys would always be out, and they had a cool girls that hung around them that looked like bag ladies <laughs> that, that we all had that we all had crushes on. Yeah, but uh, I think the one girl Jill Kenneth wound up playing in uh, Luscious Jackson. She was one that's of the right. girls that would hang out around those guys. Yeah, so you know it was a, that's, it, that was it, it was when it was truly a scene because there was a whole
0: mm-hmm.
1: bunch of us that would meet on the street and talk about stuff and hang out and. Mm-hmm sit on a stoop now you know
0: now kids, pre-phones pre-phones yeah
1: yeah I, I, I hate to sound like the old fart but it's like kids today you know they're not meeting at the street and, and, no. and a lot of them are too lazy to go to a show because they know one of their friends will go to the show and you can watch it on your phone at home
0: it's true live stream you know, it's true
1: it, yeah yeah we're lucky i mean i can't believe i still do it at 53 and kids still jump off the stage and come and go fucking nuts but
0: you still kill you know, me we're lucky
1: we still have what we have yeah thanks to, you know, thanks to digital technology yeah it's it It's a blessing and a curse. it's a it's a good sales tool, and it's also a curse cause it makes people lazy and and because you just stare at your phone,
0: I agree, man. I agree. people it's a... Uh... And you go to like the bigger concerts, and people have their phones up. I took Max to go see a hip hop show at the Forum two weeks ago. I'm like, everybody has their phones up the, the whole time. Nobody's living in the moment. You know what I mean? It's like.
1: Well, we did the we did that Misfits thing at the at at, at uh, the Prudential Center. You know, 22,000 people, and and everyone got their balls twisted because Glenn Danzig was like, no, no phones. phones. I love that shit. And you had dude. to put your phone. People had to put their phones in like these burlap bags <laughs> that had this special lock on them. I swear to God, dude, I was walking through the arena. <laughs> And people were, like, biting at the fucking bag, trying to rip it open, <laughs> freaking out. But I love that. That's great. See it. I got to see it on the perspective, though, when I got out on stage to play. Mm-hmm. It was, everyone was looking at me. You didn't see any little glowing squares that in your face. Every, everybody was watching the show. Yeah. And everybody was in, 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 in it, you know? Yeah.
0: I love that, dude. It, I love it, that. I think it was cool they did that, because comedians are doing that, too, so people don't steal their... Still, what they're talking about, and then you know what I mean. Post it online, see the whole entire like show. I think that's yeah.
1: You know, you got people fucking standing there holding these things up, and are they, they going to use the footage ever? Are they, it's like mm-hmm. all right. yeah, I was at a show, you know. All right, big deal. We don't give a fuck cause yeah. you know.
0: <laughs> I love that. I think it's cool. Care what you show that. you
1: at. Did you um? Yeah, it was. It, <clears> I <throat> didn't at first until I was actually standing there, not looking at a bunch of phones. Yeah, yeah. You know? That's amazing. Did, then I got it.
0: Did you um? Did you skate back in the day? Skateboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: big time Oh, I hung out with Rush, you know, Rush from Underdog Skates yeah. still Yeah I don't know how he can with his bones But Yeah, but me and Russ just skate a lot
0: Yeah, because I remember seeing You used to rock knee pads on stage I thought that was so fucking awesome, man
1: Well, the knee pads Because I used to jump off the side Throws onto my knees And thank God it was They looked stupid But thank God I did cool. it Because I would be crippled <laughs> But, <laughs> but I, yeah I just bought I, I just bought a i pull off the ripper Oh, the, shit the, with, I just got a I just got a whole setup it. I bought it for myself for
0: Christmas. Dude. Yo, know, if I am going to hook you up I'm gonna, I'm gonna, when we get off the phone I'm going to connect you with Power Pro. To, hey Vern, if you're listening, you just heard that Jimmy, Jimmy Gestapo bought a fucking Power Ripper board. My man Vern Hardcore straight edge kid loves you guys. He works with Paul, so I'm gonna make that connect after. Oh, hook it up,
1: bro! Yeah, I, I got Vans crew now. Woo! I know.
0: <laughs> you got life. You got lifetime of Vans. You should have lifetime Vans, dude. Fuck.
1: Let's what's, what's, what's the old man cripple himself. <laughs> you should. <laughs> Are you gonna try yeah, to I got the whole. I got the whole setup, dude. It's got the bones on it. It's got uh MV169s. It's the full. It's the full old school setup.
0: That's awesome, man. So you still skating? Skating, just cruising around.
1: I you know what I do now, and I have I have two longboards. But now every fucking douchebag rides a longboard, so I'm I, I literally I'll, I, I'll admit I'm embarrassed to ride a longboard because <laughs> <I>, everyone's <laughs> zooping around on motorized longboards now. I don't want to be a douche. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I take I take the board with me now when we go when we go on the road. You know I'll, I'll skate around the parking lot and uh, and uh, you know we we stayed uh, we're big fans of Holiday Inn Express, so I'd skate around the parking lot and bust my ass. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> do you um. Do you remember the? Do you remember that? Obviously, you remember the tour we did in 1996, with, and it was a crazy tour. We had Raplins on tour. We we drove through oh, the hurricane. Yeah. We lost the power at yeah. that one show. We played in the dark. Dude, if was...
1: we if we didn't if we would have stayed, we would we would have been underwater. 100 would have that was scary, dude. Yeah. Trees, trees flying across trees flying across the road. Yeah, we we went into the who got stuck on the side of the road? Dude, we you guys one of the band <laughs> got stuck on the side of the road.
0: One of us but I do remember it was dark and rainy and there was a tree in the middle of that highway and we looked out and Rapunzel was climbing on the tree. <laughs> T- trees <laughs>
1: were flying across the road, dude, like rockets. It was it was people don't understand. You think they think we go on tour and it's like uh <laughs> You know, it's, every day it's like we visit Disney World, but now it's like it's hard. You know, you go yeah. you go to a fucking club, you go to a club, you got to take a shit before you go on. There's no bathroom. It's rough. You know, there's no door. Yeah. You know, you you, you want to eat? Well, you're a vegetarian, so it's extra difficult for you. It's for like, sure. how, how do you find? How do you find a healthy meal? Mm-hmm. You know, and it, and bands that that don't have the money and don't have friends. At, you know, where do you stay? Where do you sleep? You know, when I first did, we were sleeping in the van. It was like rough, dude.
0: I, yeah, I, yeah, imagine, man. Fuck early eighties and shit. Like it's crazy.
1: Yeah, now I'm at the Holiday Inn Express. So I'm like, this is top of the world, baby. I'm, I made it.
0: <laughs> so you, you did you ever ever feel like quitting? Quitting playing music ever?
1: No, no. It, it gets on my nerves, and and yeah. And the more people that fuck me over with the band, or or I fuck them over with the band, or whatever the story goes, it just it just pushed me more and gave me the fortitude to keep going. Yeah, I love that. And 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 through through being depressed and, and like really really depressed and uh even clinically depressed it was like the only thing i had at times of my life was it was the music was yeah. the band yeah and was playing a show and being able to go see people and and mm-hmm. and, be, and socialize and, and have people laugh at me and, and laugh with me and it yeah. was, that was, it, it's been such a support tool in in being alive and staying alive it's been uh you know, it's 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 also been a curse because I get free drinks and free drugs, but it's also been <laughs> blessing a blessing the <laughs> because I've had the be- some of the best friends that you know that I that I, I I never had. Yeah. You know, people people like to talk shit online, and they'll they'll say, you know, I'm 53 and I've been in a band for 36 years. Why don't I get a life? I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You yeah, wh- wh- what's an example to- of a life? Yeah. What, what you know? What's your what? what are your accomplishments, mm-hmm. for, and what have you done for thirty six years that have taken you around the world yep. and made you? F- are people wearing your shirt yep. in Indonesia right now, or yep. or talking about you anywhere? Yeah, no. you know, just fucking. I guess as the as the the young kids call it, haters are out there. But, yeah, haters. <laughs> yeah. you know, don't, don't don't hate the play, you hate the game, bro. Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's funny It's like a lot of people are so jealous because some people don't even leave their towns, man. They never take chances and do anything. And, like, and like, oh, dude, we, we, got no, we got no 401K. I, I, I don't even have medical insurance. I'm working on it now. But we have no retirement plans. We do it because we love it. We love this music. And, like, it's a big sacrifice. And people think that it's, like, this extravagant shit. But it, we love it. And, yeah, it's a blessing and a curse, but, like, motherfuckers out there saying that shit, like, yo, we took a chance, and, we, and we, it worked out for all of us, that we're, we're still playing music, and, and some people never take chances, man, it's like...
1: No, and, that, and that's pathetic, it's sad, life, life is too short, you know, right now, at 53, I'm worried about my life ending, and, and not being able to do this anymore, I wonder, every time I play now, I think it's like, wow, this is one more show to the last show. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, and not by my choice. And I'm like, wow, I want to, I want to do this for another hundred years. I'm like, but it's like, I
0: know,
1: you know, I, when, when does it become too much for my body or my mind or my health to keep getting up there? You know, it's like, I, you know, the, the guidance is Charlie Harper from UK Subs is what seventy three now, and he still gets out, and and it Fuck. still looks, you know, relevant. He's still relevant up yeah. there, and he's still cool. He, he's great. I
0: mean, Denzi's exactly yeah. like like sixty, I think. Those guys
1: are older too, Yeah, man. yeah. Um, well, when we played with him, he was it was it, it was rough. His voice was rough, and everything. I didn't know what was going on. He got up, uh, up uh, and played great, and a little bit anybody knows that his mother died, died the night, d- the yeah, night of. I heard that. Yeah. So how, you talk about you know having balls and, and not being a bitch and b- bailing on something, you know. Yeah,
0: dude. His That's- mom
1: died, and he, and he he didn't bring it on stage. He he just brought he brought his his show.
0: Yeah, I feel I feel like I feel like the same can go for you because you said maybe you go through depression, maybe you go through some downtimes and the way you vent and the way you feel alive and happy is on stage. And you've always given it hundred and twenty percent every show. It could be ten people there or ten thousand. You've always given it, always respected that, admired of you, you always put on a show. You know, and you're always super witty and on point with the things you say, and you break balls, but it's all in love, and I always love that about you. And I feel like I learned a lot like moving moving to New York and getting that ball breaking, tough love from all the New Yorkers, and and people did that out of love, not out of hate, and and they always, and they always had your back regardless, and you've always been like that. I and
1: busted like, I busted jump balls last weekend on stage. There was a kid fucking with me, heckling <laughs> me, and, uh, really? and 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 he was like he was like fuck you, fuck you to me, and I was like. I was like, man, where's the fucking PNA bone? And I was like, fuck you, fuck you. And I was like, God, fuck him. And, and, and he's like, fuck PNA. I was like, God, if Toby was up here right now from Mitch he would walk off stage crying. He'd hate you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and people lost it. But meanwhile, the guy's like, fuck you. I'm like, listen, do I go to your job when you're working and look up while you're changing your tires and go, hey Joey, fuck you? <laughs> it's no. True. It's so true. Sure enough, sure enough. Twenty, 20 minutes later, the bouncers were throwing him out for starting shit at the show to you.
0: Where was that at? Where was that? that you had It was
1: in uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, at a place called the Chameleon Club. Which you guys
0: should definitely
1: the... play. it to, really, it's a nice, it's a good, it's a great club. Don't judge. Don't judge the the whole place by one dickhead, as we all know. But, <laughs>
0: no.
1: Yeah, the the club is really cool, run by really cool people, all local kids.
0: Yeah, it's, I remember that, the it's club. The
1: Levels. It's like a perfect club. They got football yeah. machines. You know, it's great.
0: Did you ever? It's um, not just
1: a box with a stage.
0: Yeah, I'm down to play that. I definitely. I think it's been there for a long time too, for sure. Um,
1: yeah, we played there a long, long time ago. Long and, time uh, I don't right. know why we have... I mean, we just got an agent again, so we're starting to play out a lot more now.
0: Yeah, I thought the Sick of it All toy, dude. Law Mur- Murf- Murf- Sick of it All toy was fucking amazing, man. The shows in Cali were fucking... It was such a perfect combo, man. It was such a great package. Yeah, those
1: guys, they took good care of us. And and, and then we were in these campers, which was fucking even more fun because we were, we were like in a convoy. And, and, and then, <laughs> you know, we used to go to a van and the van's uncomfortable and all, but the van can also go 70, 80 miles an hour. These camp- campers are going, like, 55, 50 miles an hour. It's <laughs> like you we're going to blow off the road. <laughs> but then we get to the show, you know, you got a shitter and a shower and a, and a bed, and and, and you, can, you can hide from everybody for a little bit, so yeah. you got to jump on stage. It's yeah. great.
0: I mean, it's just, it's just the little things like that. Like you want to rest? You want to eat? You want to take a shit in, in private? Like yeah. It's the little things. And so it's all, it's all you're asking for. It's nothing more. You know what I mean? Like,
1: I mean, for you, it's perfect because there's a fridge in it. And you can put put your your food in there, your special foods that yeah. you the, the righteous food, and, and yeah. make your own food, and then the thing—it's got a stove, and it, you know you can eat right.
0: That's awesome. You know what I always loved about and we were we were staying
1: at KOA every day too, so we camp every day, which is, good, oh, which is great. Shit, that's awesome.
0: Um, <laughs> you know what you know what I always liked about you—you always been open minded about straight edge kids and vegan kids and all that shit. And I feel like there's so many kids like myself, who is who is that, who loved Murphy's Law and didn't care, loved getting beer thrown on me, didn't give a fuck, also what I loved about Murphy's Law too, and I still love is that you guys had melody, and some poppy, you had some like, not so poppy, but you, you weren't the, the, the stereotypical New York harko, you guys had, you had reggae songs and ska songs and and you guys were fun, and it wasn't like, it was never like, obviously, you, you're, you've are you been through a lot of shit, and you hold your own, and, and you know what I mean, like, you're, you're a fucking you're a dude, but like it's it's always I'm positive it's,
1: it's about being aware it's like what you' say. it's like uh, mm-hmm. I'm aware that what I do is toxic to my body and and detrimental to my health and i i I'm aware that veganism is better for the world for animals mm-hmm. for our our own health, yeah, and it's good all around. I'm also aware that not drinking and everything is is way better for myself and and the world around me. I'm yeah. weak, you know and so I, I admit it I also have fun drinking and, and partying and doing shit, but I also I'm also miserable the day after and, yeah. and I know that it's, it's wrong, but you know uh, yeah. I, I, you get caught in a trap and I, 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 you get scared like what am I going to do if I stop drinking and, <laughs> yeah. and doing drugs? I'm going to get boring? What am I what's gonna happen? Yeah. I mean, I, you're obviously not boring thank you but man. it's like i said a long time ago about you you don't need
0: drugs you, you said it <laughs> on the really record crazy. you said on the record yeah. yeah but it's like you've always been open-minded to that too and you never like judged or broke balls and there's so many diverse people at murphy's law shows like you said straight edge all kinds and i love that man i love that because for a while there was like only a straight edge band only this band it was like so separate but i think you, you guys bring people together and i, I always like that about you and it, it was it's cool you know
1: Dude, we get to play Edge Day, bro? What Fucking yeah. what? <laughs> That's right. get to play Edge Day. That's right. You do. It's crazy. And, we only, and, and I only drank water on stage. I had two cases of water on stage. I wouldn't. Wow. I wouldn't drink on stage. They were like, "No, it's cool." I'm like, "No, it's not cool." Did, did you pay I, respect to, to pay respect to Edge Day? What am I going to drink beer on stage? No. You guys invited me to do this on your special day. Yeah. I'm just going to drink water on stage and, and, yeah. and, and show that it's not all about drinking and, and partying. I mean, you can still have a party with fucking water and throw it around every good time. Hundred percent. Um, and yeah, well, a water park's fun. That's not a beer park, right? <laughs> that's true,
0: <laughs> unless you're drunk on the slides. But yeah, totally. Um, that's, not
1: ba- that's not a bad name for a fucking seven inch water park. <laughs>
0: that's pretty good. We might take that from you. And what about? Um, Do it. I was gonna say something. And you and you just had recently had like a health scare. So coming out of that, like how. How, how did it change your perception on life? Were you? Was it scary? Oh, like,
1: yeah, it well, wasn't a scare, bro. It was a fucking nightmare. It was scary. They it was fucked like, up. Oops, they I fucked up. and I would shit myself. But no, it was scary. Dude, they they destroyed my dick in an emergency room. They it, fucking it tore fault. me up with a catheter. Yeah, it was bad. Fuck. And then I, I got infected I got an infection, a septic infection, and uh, I went into my balls. So I, I was for something that should have been a day. I was in the hospital for a month, and then oh, and then shit. I'm still I'm still not back to work. I'm just going back to playing shows, <sighs> but tomorrow I go see this uh this big time surgeon because they have to reconstruct my urethra. They have to literally cut oh my skin God, out of my mouth dude. and rebuild my pee hole.
0: <laughs> so you went there for one thing, and they totally fucked up something fucked up something else.
1: Yeah, they totally wrecked me. So yeah, Holy fucked shit. me up bad. And I, you know, I almost, I almost died a couple times while I was there. So which, when I once I got infected from them tearing my urethra in the emergency room, they, uh, I wound up the, the infection went into I, my my gallbladder failed, so I, I lost my gallbladder too.
0: Oh my god! And then the original thing you had, you went there before, that's fixed, obviously.
1: No, that's what I have to go get now. My, oh my it was god. a, a urethra scripture. so they they tore it. Would
0: rip my whole urethra. <laughs> but you, when that happened, obviously you aren't. They had you on. Were you like knocked out when that happened, was it?
1: Well, they once. No, they didn't. When they were when they were fucking me up, they didn't have me knocked out. Holy but then shit. I can't even for, imagine I, that. I, I, I was I was tuned up for a good month, though. I will tell you, I had the best party party drugs in town. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But I, t- you know, you think they, they, you know, all the, all the stuff that they would give you, there was still pain. You know, it, it still didn't go away. And then I, then I left the hospital with the P tube and all that stuff. So it's pretty, it's not over. But it, it, if anything bad, you know, happened like that, all this good came of it. Because then that, the uh, Boston's played that show in the park for me, yes. along with with Killing Time and everybody. Yes, it was, it was just you know, like and played. It, it was just amazing how many people came out for me. And, yes. And came to support me, so you know, with all the negativity, and here, here, I'm, here I'm chiming your tune now. <laughs> with all the negativity, <laughs> came came so much positivity, fuck and you yeah. know, it's awesome. You know, so is it worth it? Yeah, because maybe one day after this lawsuit, I'll be, uh, I'll be, I'll be very comfortable with, with, with a boo dick. But I'll, uh, <laughs> but I also know that a lot of people love me, you know, and it's yeah. it's a big thing.
0: You know, so yeah, a lawsuit. Fuck yeah, definitely, man. That's fucking crazy,
1: man. How many how many bummy depressed people do we know? And it's like I don't even I don't have any right to ever be depressed or bummy or sad after what people did for me when I was in the hospital.
0: Yeah, so many people love you, man. So all from all around the world and shit, man. Like it's fucking, it's fucking crazy. And obviously that hospital should definitely be fucking liable, man. It's like, fuck, man.
1: Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna pay the tune. I hope, but we'll see. Maybe I'll, maybe I get to get that camper dream of mine on, on my own.
0: <laughs> maybe you will. Maybe. You still- That'd be so crazy. Get
1: my, get my own camper. <laughs> oh,
0: so, so now, fifty three years old, still playing music, still a fucking big hardcore kid, which we all are. I feel like we never grow up when we play music. And it keeps us young, dude. And um, looking back on like everything, man, like everything from your beginnings to where you're at now, um, h- how do you feel as far as like? I don't want to say the punk scene, because it's really not, we're all, we have our own scenes, it's like, I hate saying that, we're all adults, like, living our lives, being responsible, so the scene is at your show, and you play the show, but, um, do you, f- do you feel the same about it, or do you feel,
1: I feel a lot different about it now, it's it's just, you know, I, at least I, at least I've, I've kind of mastered my own, my own realm with it, Yeah. you know, we, we do, does we run by the beat of our own drum, yeah, she just does. so to say, it's like, we don't really re- rely on anybody. There's no label taking care of us or uh, manager or anything. And that's pretty much been the case with the band the whole time. It's like the only reason the band exists is because of the people that pay to come to see us and buy shirts.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: And that's, that's what keeps the band going. If if that stops, then, then the band stops. I, I'm not going to pay, you know, I'm not going to run a, jo- a job, which I still do to take care of the band. Yeah. But, you know, it's not my living. Yeah. It's my life. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, a lot of our friends, which I'll be nameless, make a very good living off of off of this form of music, and and mm-hmm. God bless them. Yeah, totally. But you know, I don't. I wouldn't feel. You know, if this was my thing that I did to to, to suffice my life, I don't know if I I like it anymore. I, I have I have too much fun. I have more fun with it than anything.
0: Yeah. And, and you can see that too. You can see that on stage. You, you feel. You see when bands are like not just going through the motions for a paycheck and doing it because it's
1: their job. You can see. You can see the difference. Yeah, jumping up and down. Do the same. You watch. The, you watch a week's worth of their shows. that kids post, and it's the same fucking thing every fucking day. Same yeah. set. Same thing. Same, yeah. same. Same. Same one-liners. Same saying. Yeah. Hey. Hey, it's great to be here, and the people's burping. And it's great to be here, and you know, in, 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 in Johnny Jersey, and hey, what's it? You know, same line. Everything. You know, yeah. and then they sit backstage, and they don't come out to socialize with anybody.
0: And talk to you people. Know,
1: you, they yeah. don't go to they don't go to local guys, hardcore guys, restaurant or record store. They mm-hmm. just go set up merch, sit backstage, and wait to play. Yeah. And that's that's not that's not living. That's not life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's going through like going through the motions every day. I would fucking lose it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Last night was cool because I went to see Madball, and it was like we went down to Orange County, me Moon and Max and Tall. And, like, Matt Henderson was there, and Zoli, and Scott Vogel, and, like, everybody came out. It was just really nice, and on a Sunday night, like, in Orange County, it was fucking, it was cool to see everybody just coming out and shit. Um,
1: well, it's a whole family, so many of us know each other for yeah. so many fucking, yeah. not, so, not so many years, so many decades now <laughs> yeah, at this point. decades, yeah. It's like, you yeah. know, it's like your cousin, your cousin that you haven't seen in a long time is in town, not you know what even more so if your cousin's in town you don't go see your cousin you go see Vinny and you go see Roger you go see <laughs> yeah. Freddie, you go see you you know you go see your, your family your family's in town the family that you care about yeah you know, know. we we weren't born we weren't born into this we chose this we chose mm-hmm. each other as family and friends yeah you know it's not like your fucking glue that you hate that you gotta say hello to it's, it's your your friend that you chose to always see hang out with and you know go on tour together who the fuck these people that talk shit they don't they don't live in a van they haven't lived in a van no, with their coworkers and yeah. go for the van to the stage to a hotel room. You know, they they go to work and they come back and they then they say they're miserable. I'll show you what miserable is go to some guy that you really don't like, but you gotta be nice with them, you know, and, and, yeah. and put a good face on.
0: Yeah. yeah That's totally. a
1: fucked up co worker. Then yeah. you, you know, then you really show that what you you're doing what you love when you really bite down and just make make the best of it.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. What, uh, what about the? I had a I had this question with Stigma the other day too. The New York hardcore logo, who came up with that? And is it is it really N Y to the side or N Y from the top to the bottom?
1: I think it's N Y side to side. Okay, I, yeah. when I write it, I just write it naturally, but yeah, I'm pretty. it, it, it was Kevin from uh, Kevin from the Abuse that came up with okay. that. I'm pretty positive.
0: Now. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, that's right. He said that.
1: And, it, and, you know, it also it also came in in, 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 in tune with the, the, you know, straight edge symbol coming on people's hands. Yep. Yeah. Which, of course, we tried to defeat it with the circle, but that didn't take off as well as you guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you guys doing circles back then? Oh, shit, that's awesome. We were doing
1: a circle, yeah, for a while when, when uh, the, the DC guys and stuff were coming with the X's on their hands, we were just putting circles on our hands. But I was like, well, all we got to do is put a beer in our hand. It's a lot better than having a circle on your hand.
0: Dude, that's amazing. I I know you got. I know you used to go to shows in DC. There's that amazing picture. Like you're jumping into the crowd. I think it was Minor Threat playing, right?
1: Yeah, that's a good one. That's amazing. I'm I'm very proud of that one
0: because it's like, see there I was. (laughs) Yeah. Was that in DC?
1: Yeah, that was in DC at the Wilson Center. Wow. Yeah,
0: Wilson Center was crazy. Yeah, I
1: was also there. I was also in the Wilson Center when uh, the the Misfits played there with uh, Double O, Faith, and Void, and I think they played.
0: Fuck! You get to see. Yeah, so I saw many a couple good shows, good shows
1: bro. Good <laughs> shows. I... <laughs> did you love? And I Miner still Threat? carry the boo boos from them. My back still hurts.
0: <laughs> did you love? Did you love Minor Threat back then? Like you loved them? Oh,
1: fuck it! I still love Minor Threat. Yeah, of yeah, course. Too. It was a yeah. big. Yeah, I love Minor Threat. Yeah, I love Ian. Ian's a great guy. Yeah, He used to actually when we played the Nine Thirty Club, he would come to see us play. It's
0: fucking awesome. You
1: know, you know. Another uh, once again, like you said, it's another thing where people just you know, it's not about. Being straight at or what? It's yeah. about being being, being positive and, and doing the right thing for yeah, what you think is Supporting each right. other, yeah, Three man.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Like we're all like,
1: you never know. I might, I might convert and go to your side one
0: day. Yeah, <laughs> imagine if you're like, I'm. That'd be amazing, man. You never. That's crazy. <laughs> Fuck. Did you, you? I mean, you I seem mean, like you're conscious about it anyway, though. You know.
1: Yeah, I'm very conscious about it. You know, you when know, you get as so, fucked up as I've been for as long as I've been, and you also know. Positive, straight, healthy people like you, like yourself, and and, and mm-hmm. good influences. You know, it, it, you. you definitely question uh, your actions. It's like, well, you know,
0: eh. did you ever feel uh, like, so much fun. Did you ever feel like you're gonna like die from partying too hard or no?
1: No, I, I'm I'm sure I've been close to the. You know, I've never done heroin and shit like that. Yeah, I never yeah, been yeah. shot intravenous drugs. Yeah, I'm a big pot guy, and sometimes I I do a bump here and there. But uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you know, I definitely hit it hard when we play like that. Like I don't drink all week now.
0: Yeah. You know. That's pretty I amazing. They, they just, might
1: call it binge and, binge and purge, but I definitely uh throw it down when we play and then the whole week I don't you know, I don't go to a bar
0: every day. So so you haven't last time you played sober was maybe edge day we drank water or you you do off and, on and off with that? No,
1: I I s I don't on stage I still think I gotta do that. That's yeah. my, that's my thing. It
0: is It totally I, is. Know, we
1: just played a big benefit for all uh, the, the pit, pit bulls, yeah. Yeah, I it's, a,
0: yeah, it's anyway. awesome. The pit bulls, yeah.
1: And next year we're doing all five burrows in one day 40 minute sets what? and uh, each each burrow is going to be a different animal rescue
0: that's fucking amazing man
1: and the date is 420
0: <laughs> 2020
1: oh that's so smart man fuck we're also that's also we're also attempting to put the record out on that date
0: too oh shit so you got new music you are working on
1: We've been working on a, a record now for a while. We just put out that 7-Inch with Rancid, which is, yeah, yeah, yeah. done really well.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike man. Gallo wrote
1: that song that's on there, too, Just One Beer.
0: I love Mike Gallo, man. He's doing some great art right now, too, man. He's killing it, too.
1: Yeah, I got a bunch of friends. That, you know, that's the big part of the band is to have art. You know, you, you can play a song in your house, and then the music stops. But when you have art on the wall, it's always there. You can always see it. You can always look at it. Mm-hmm. So that definitely carries on With the band You know As far as having good art With the band is really
0: important Yeah you guys always had great art That first fucking record too That, that I'm, look, I'm looking at it right now I'm on my wall right now People listening I'm in my office And I have like I have a collage Of all my favorite records Like all inspirational records And they're all Four different things I'll send you a picture Jimmy after this But it's the Murphy's Law record Right there The first one Like who, who drew that wow. Who drew that first record Like all those caricatures Un- and, Un-
1: Uncle Al did the first record Uncle
0: Al Shout out to Uncle Al yeah. but, You
1: know That's the thing about art it supports those those fucking nerds on the scene that can't make music.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he played, though. He you know, played, he though. He played guitar, right, or something?
1: Yeah. Yeah, He, he, he tried to. He's better at drawing things. <laughs> talking, you
0: know. I, have a, I have a Rastafari and I have a Murphy's Law dude on my leg, smoking a blunt. On my leg, man. I,
1: re- I remember you got
0: that, <laughs> yeah. And
1: I have a co And I have my... I got my beer and water tattooed. I got that, too. It got, yeah. it got cut in half when I had my motorcycle accident. Oh, <laughs> shit, Really? <laughs> Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my I, band... I, I get re- go ahead. I got it rejoined.
0: Yeah, my band talked about that tour the other day. We all took pictures of our tattoos and shit. Because like, that was such a big deal, man. For, I know I said it earlier for Adam Blake, because Adam Blake was coming from this, no pun intended, this like sheltered life where he couldn't have facial hair, he couldn't masturbate, he lived in a, a temple... He fucking, you know, he was literally sheltered. Then we went on that tour, like first couple of shows of Madball. He was like just like nervous, and then went on this tour and he connected with you and Todd, and like went out and like lived and like it was, it was great because he was he never got to see the world like that, and you guys took him out. It was pretty fucking. Well, awesome. now he's
1: a very fucking influential, and you know, he's he's a, he's, he's a great guy. He's always been a great guy, but boy, he's fucking doing a lot of great stuff right now. It's
0: crazy, man. He's like forty five. He's fucking yoked. Looks like. I forgot the guy's Drago who yeah. fought Rocky or some shit. Like, he's like,
1: he, yeah, he's an inspiration. Yeah, you he's sober now. So like yeah, man,
0: fuck. Yeah. And then what? And so and, I know, I know, I know. It's I mean, you've you've lost two people from Murphy's Law, Todd and Chuck. Um, I remember not living in California, not even know what the fuck Pink's was growing up in the East Coast, and now I now I drive by it all the time when I go hiking, but and that's all I think about. But I can't imagine for you. Some people would. Some people. Would, I mean, most people would never even lose one band member, but it happened to you twice, and I, I can't even imagine that pain and that loss, Jimmy. Like, I, and we yeah. we we, <laughs> out, we we with we out there with Chuck when that happened was it a tour. Or he was just out here randomly.
1: He he got mur- he got murdered around the corner from Pink's. A guy just you know it was a random thing. The guy pulled out a knife and just stabbed him. It was just a, Fuck. you know Chuck wasn't like a tough guy you know, start shit. He was a little guy and yeah, yeah. Just had his balls twisted and got, went and got a knife and stabbed him in the chest and killed him. Stabbed him in the heart. Fuck man. And that was and a- then Todd just recently with Todd he, he uh he was sober for a while and then because uh, he was in bad shape doing dope and stuff and then he. Uh, I don't know if he necessarily relapsed but uh they found him dead in his uh in his apartment on and sitting in his chair and uh apparently he he relapsed drinking and apparently on his way home fell and hit his head so I really never found out the whole story about how yeah, he truly really passed pass. I think it could have been him for, but apparently I didn't I, I initially you obviously think when you know somebody does heroin they'll well, I, 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 surprisingly, I heard a different story that he might have fell, hit his head, and and died from that. Mm. But either either way, it, it was sad because it, it bummed me out because I was three thousand miles away. Yeah, and all he had to do was make a phone call, and I would have been there for him. And a lot of people, it's, that's another issue that we, I, I know you do, and all of us uh, uh, attend to with our friends with suicide. It's just like you know, if yeah. you just if they, if somebody would just make a phone call or give it another minute, you know, you could save somebody's life. You make somebody off call. A yeah, man. Talk it out. You know, let let me know where you're at. If this car would have just called me, I would have got on the the next fucking flight to LA and and been there
0: for him, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. You don't don't know what people are going through, man. It's crazy. That's why, like, fuck, man. That's why I feel like, too, like with social media, too, like, I feel like when people see, like, a picture of you doing something online, like, oh, he is on tour. Oh, he is at this restaurant. You think like you checked in with him mentally by seeing. Oh, he's doing good. He's alive. He's there. But when you, really it's important to keep in touch with people, Text them, call them. Like that communication's been lost, and I feel like it's yeah. Super you could definitely boring.
1: paint a pretty picture of life, uh, a pretty false picture of life on Instagram and, yeah. and on Facebook. But then when you get home and you're crying to yourself, hundred percent with a pistol in your hand or a needle in your hand. You know, people so. don't understand. They're like, oh, I can't believe he looks fine on Instagram. <laughs> you know, know, it's
0: like yeah. It's sad, man. It's fucking man, man, I think
1: Instagram is a split second, you know. Then the then the, the other twenty four hours in the day, yeah.
0: It's you like, know, that
1: you got to head
0: into. a lot of smoke, a lot of smoking mirrors and shit. You know, like it's uh, it's interesting, yeah. man. Well,
1: that's that, that's what these fucking glowing boxes are. Smoke. It's great right now. We're doing an interview, and, and it's, it's it's a great tool. Yeah. But it's also it's also a great tool to cover things up and and spread lies and and do hurtful things to people too. You know.
0: That, that's what hap- I feel like. That's what happens to kids in school too. Kids are getting bullied. They're keeping their shit inside themselves and not talking to their parents. And then they go, they go to school and they snap too because they have, feel like they have nobody to help them out. And like, don't they keep it inside or don't talk to anybody? Yeah, super important. Well, they team
1: up with another another friend that's getting bullied, and then 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 they conspire together, and it becomes this a fucking a, a, a horrible tragedy. Yeah, do you do you believe- of course blame it on gu- guns and, and 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 society. Yeah, no, it's. It's the individuals at, at, at the schools that are bullying these kids and driving them into this. If, if it wasn't a gun, it could be a, a gallon of gas or it could yeah. be a fucking axe. Yeah. You know, are they going to ban gasoline then and axes? I, I highly doubt that. Yeah. We live in a gun society. People are going to have guns whether they're legal or not. And people have to stop blaming guns on everything.
0: It's crazy because we were kids. You would get bullied at school, and then that was it. You go home to your parents. Maybe you tell them. Maybe you wouldn't get, go to sleep. Wake up. Go to school. Now kids are bullied all the way on their phones all night long through every kind of social. Yeah, media.
1: nonstop. It, it doesn't. It doesn't end. Yeah, I, I, at least at least I had like at least I had like nine nine a.m. to three p.m. I would get fucked with, and then on my way home, <laughs> yeah, I'd get a break. Well, not really. Then I get home and get smacked around by my father. Fuck. <laughs>
0: Fuck. But uh so at de- least
1: it wasn't virtual.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean you see so you, you dealt dealt with bullies in school obviously. Fuck, yeah.
1: Yeah, but now you now kids get getting, you know, they can't even go online or anything without getting fucked with and have pictures put Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's 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 a different world.
0: It's scary. I try to talk to my son. my son's really good with that and like not stay away from the, you know, he's 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 really good at navigating through life as of right now and I worry about that too cuz he's kind of he's 16 now, he's going to a big high school and it's just like, yeah, this. So all kinds of shit, man, and there's so and there's so so much shit going on. There's so overstimulation with the phones and just everything happening and the pressures. It just fuck, man.
1: But Max is Max is very well adjusted. He hung out with a lot of us and yeah. and young, you yeah, know, he hung out, he hung out with the best of them, you know. Yeah, so I love he knows, that too. you know. Yeah, he's a great kid. I love him. Thank you, man. I, I just hate that I hate that he doesn't doesn't know that I really don't have a third eye on my forehead anymore. <laughs> 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 oh
0: shit. So we did this tour with Murphy's Law many, many years ago in Japan. And for some reason Jimmy had a fake eye that he wore on his forehead. And Max was so little, man. And I think he had a bandana. He thought you were a fucking three eyed pirate. And like he bugged out. He was so young.
1: <laughs> it was so awesome. Never mind. Never mind. We're in Japan, and I got a bandana on my head, and yeah. told you something that I got a, a pirate, a third eye, pirate eye. Dude underneath and I there. got that eye from a kid that got shot in the eye with a flare gun at a show. That was, and he got a new fancier eye, and he gave me that eye. Are you?
0: <laughs> oh shit!
1: And then you had Every this third nurse. eye
0: under the bandana. It was so fucking funny. and Max was like, "Holy, is it three? He was so intrigued by it. That was so fun, man. That was
1: crazy. There's a picture of us. And and I I think it's with Harley, too, no less. Oh, wow.
0: Send me that shit. I want to see that. That's crazy.
1: I got to find it. It might might be gone. I lost a lot of my stuff in storage when I was on tour a a couple years ago. They took it.
0: Oh, (laughs) fuck. Has that happened to you throughout your life? Like, always leaving, going on tour, having stuff in storages everywhere? Or no?
1: Yep, losing stuff in storage, losing stuff, the stuff getting stolen, all you that. Know, but, you know, if, if I learned anything from Harry Kushner, weirdos, it's like uh, material possessions aren't everything. You know, the real real stuff is more important. And, and I you, get always, the, you get the memories, could too. Take, yeah. You can always take another picture. Could always get another record player, another record, or, you know, you can always get, you know, something. A new, a new hammer, or, you know, a new a new leather jacket. But, <laughs> They're just you know, things. You can't... You can't yeah. I can't get a new gallbladder, you know. You it's like it, there's real there's real stuff and then there's bullshit.
0: I agree. There's so many so many so many so many material things we really don't fucking need. It's true. That's a good point, actually. That's good. You got that from Krishna consciousness. That's awesome.
1: Okay, I'm coming a little conscious, bro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did people bug out back then when you said Harry Krishna's Day Away?
1: They you know what? You, you want to know the funny shit about it was that when the record came out, um we were eighty six from C B G because uh they thought. Uh, uh, they thought it said Karen Crystal stay away. Holy shit! Hilly and C- Karen Crystal was Hilly Hilly Crystal's wacko wife. Holy shit, dude! So they thought. I never. You no, know, I, you no, know But you know what? The funny thing is, is that John Joseph, of all people, was was like, "No, nah, boss. You know. You know what? It, you, the fact that you even say Harry Krishna is a good thing." <laughs> wow. It, He's like just, you know, and I understand it. Just saying Harry Krishna is like saying God bless you, really. I yeah. Like saying, you know. Yeah. So it was, like, it was actually a good thing. You can, not you can, and, and you know, if you really believe in Harry Krishna, Hare, you can make Harry Krishna stay away right? because it becomes part of you.
0: Yeah, it's true, and it's inside you. That's true. I always wanted to ask you that. So God, it's interesting. So
1: goddamn it, I actually did a good thing.
0: <laughs> you might have spread the Yeah, I spread the word to people who never even knew about Krishna back then. That's so fucking true, man.
1: Great. I'm, like, I'm more into the Buddhist thing. I, I find that more real than, uh more helpful than anything.
0: You've been into you've been into that for a while.
1: Buddhism. Uh, you know, when I first went to Japan, I read the Buddhist Bible, and the first it, it gripped me on the first page where it was like, "Buddha is hard," and I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> and that, that was it. So I read that, that was my my reading material on, on on tour, and I was like, I read this whole fucking thing, and there was nothing. You were not looking at any little blue eight eight arm deities. You aren't looking at some hippie nail to a cross. Yeah, Buddha. You, you're trying. You are trying to achieve a level of higher spirituality. You mm-hmm. are. You're not yeah. trying to live up to some other magical god or magical sp- person in heaven. Or uh, you know, it's it's you that needs to improve. Yeah. You know, not not for anybody else but yourself. And yeah. if you improve yourself, everything around you improves. I, I agree and with that's, that. God, I sound so positive. I can't even it. you right Jesus now. Christ.
0: You're fucking kicking so much. Noise. Do you do you have any yeah. do you have any daily rituals you do or
1: no? Yeah, I get up I have a cup of coffee and I uh I put the TV on and watch the news. Awesome. <laughs> I put New York One on. I watch my boy Roger. I love New Clark.
0: York One too. Is George Whipple still on there? Roger that? Clark? Roger Clark was just at our show in Staten Island, the news guy. Oh she must have came later because I used to watch it live in there. I love New York One, dude. Fuck. He could still get
1: it online,
0: bro. George Whipple. Um, would, you consider yep. your, would you consider yourself optimistic or pessimistic?
1: Uh, I just consider myself... Uh, a realist. Silly. Okay. Realistic. <laughs> silly. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. <laughs> you answered that one. me. I consider myself realistic. That's
0: a moonist. Moon's like, I'm a realist. Moon's the same way. It's fucking funny.
1: Realistic. I know. I, I call I <laughs> I call bullshit when I see bullshit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You've been through a lot of shit, man. You're a survivor, too, man.
1: That's also a New Yorker. You know, you see a lot of shit. You got to call it.
0: Yeah. But you've always, I, I, you've always been like very, I, I, whether you think so or not, very positive. And I mean, live shows so much positive energy is always fun. It's a party. Everyone's accepted. It's no, it's never like you're not, you're not, you're not welcome. You know what I mean? It's always been your energy has always been contagious. You know? I think.
1: Well, it's not, it's not good to be in a band and be negative. I don't know how Paulie gets away with it, but he does a great job of doing it. But I don't, know how, you know, you gotta if you want your band to succeed. Or, or, yourself as a being to succeed, you got to make friends. You got to be mm-hmm. nice to people. Yeah. You got to try to be forgiving with things. You got to, you know, uh, otherwise you're not you're going to be a very uh, unliked, and uh, sad, and miserable person. Yeah, yeah, you d- know, it's yeah. a pretty, e- a pretty easy lesson, and and if your parents didn't teach you that, in mine didn't, I, I learned from the music scene.
0: Yeah, wh- you know, you
1: got to yeah. be nice to people. You got to, you got to make friends.
0: Yeah. Do you um, because you seem so on stage, so comfortable, and so like almost like a stand up comm- like. Stamp comedian as well as performer and singer. Well, you 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 obviously weren't a shy kid, were you?
1: No, I wasn't ever a shy kid. I grew up in a bar, so it was like I grew up in a bar that made Goodfellas look like a gay bar. Wow! You know, it was like it was like uh, it was Coretta's bar. I shine shoes in there, and I know to go get your shine box thing. But oh shit! I shine shoes on Saturdays when my dad was setting up the bar, and when I go in on Saturday on my way to play hockey for the church. The guys that were uh, the guys were gambling still from the night before, so I'd shine their shoes and they still had money. So I'd I'd hit up like two hundred bucks on a Saturday before I was even thirteen. Holy <laughs> shit! And it had they, you know and they they had video. They, their first place had, they had pinball machines and, uh, and 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 slot machines. I played slot machine and <laughs> make more money sometimes. Fuck.
0: So that's straight up good. Know, that's so like I Bronx tail shit. Bronx tail shit.
1: Wow! I was. Old, but Bronx set was filmed in Queens.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Oh, that's, was? It's oh, filmed
1: shit. on 30th Avenue. But wow. uh, you know, I hung out around a lot of characters, and 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 you know, it, it was pretty hard to be shy around the guys that my father hung out with. Okay. Yeah. Damn man. There's <laughs> a picture. There's a picture of me singing in the back of that bar, the very first time I got on stage and sang. It was at my uncle Phil's band, and there's a picture of me singing "Raindrops" falling on my head.
0: Oh fuck! I want to see that. That's fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll try to find it. I'll post it. I'll post it on my uh, on my Instagram.
0: Holy shit! So you 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 were built yeah. for you were built for this shit, man, for sure.
1: Yeah, I guess I I was built to be a jerk. No, man. I
0: perform, and you so you know you're so witty. I remember we played with the guys on the boat show, and like you were snapping on me the whole set, in such a loving, funny way, straight edge vegan. Like you were so on point, like. You're so witty, too. Even if you're drunk or well, not, you're still on fire. It's crazy, man. It's,
1: well, I, I also grew up in an era, like last night, you know, Don Rickles, yeah. you know, Buddy Hackett. Yeah. Like, I grew up I grew up in an era of watching guys like that yeah. where you didn't have to really watch what you said. You didn't yeah. have to worry about it. Yeah. And, you know, guys could bust on each other for being black or Chinese or Puerto Rican mm-hmm. if you all grew up together. Yeah. You know, it's not like it, it's not like being a Paul in Oregon where everyone's, everyone's going to cry whatever you say. It's different times. It was it, it's all it's all in good fun, and you don't mean it to hurt anyone. You mean it, you're just busting balls.
0: Yeah, yeah. You
1: know, that's that's the, also the blessing of being a New Yorker is we we can bust on each other. Why went just go with everybody? We busted all each other's balls.
0: Yeah, it was it was it was out of love and shit for sure. Yeah, it's like yeah, it was nothing nothing
1: personal. It was just you know, it, 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 the Puerto Rican guys made fun of the white guys, the white guys made fun of Puerto Rican guys. Everybody made fun of each other. And then we all hung out, you know? Yeah, that's... And it's it's the same thing with, like, when we hang out, all of us still, you know? Like, that's the good thing about the New York hardcore family is we all can still bust each other's balls.
0: Yeah, and it can can be dysfunctional, but it's all love, too. And you know what else I realized? Pete said the other day, it's like... We could all be everybody could be breaking your balls and finding your weakest point and poking at it and poking at it and poking at it. But the second somebody fucks with you, everybody's rat packing them. Everybody has. Uh, your everybody
1: ever fucking god forbid I could bust your balls all the time and I do, but god forbid anybody ever bothered you, I'd kill him.
0: <laughs> Thank you, bro. I love
1: you. I don't really mean kill everybody. I just mean you know. I, yeah, I, but I you know what I mean. They it's feel good. my wrath.
0: It's, it's such love and like I know everybody's happy for yeah. each other and it's all this like. People talk shit and they have fun, but I, it's, all, it's all love that everybody's so united. When shit happens, like what happened to you and so many people in the past, the benefit shows, people step the fuck right up, and I love that, man. That's yeah, something, we're, something we're special. Fucking,
1: we're blessed. Yeah, we're blessed man. that we have all the, all the friends that we have out there.
0: Yeah, and, and, and I think the New York scene is very special in that way, man, for sure. It's like, I'm sure other scenes are like that, but I feel like the ball breaking and giving, giving the, you the, the tough skin and
1: all that shit, it's... I'm sure man. there is scenes out like that, but I don't see see them, yeah. <laughs> And they didn't do it first. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Well fuck Jimmy. I think we covered a lot of shit, man. Fucking Yeah, we
1: definitely did, bro. I I, I appreciate but,
0: it. we talked for an hour. What else? Anything else we missed? Fuck. Um
1: No, I think we covered it all. Just uh you know, um Jimmy, I play in Murphy's Law, by the way, in case you wanted to Oh yeah, Jimmy about. come
0: on, Jimmy can stop on Murphy's Law, man. Fuck. Um <laughs> you, what's your IG, creepy NYC?
1: Creepy NYC and then uh, creepy NYC on Instagram and it's uh, James Drescher on uh on with my with my real name on uh, on Facebook.
0: So you're full you're you're hundred percent Italian?
1: My no, no, no. I'm, I'm Italian, German, Polish, and Czech, but I was raised wow. by my Italian I was raised Italian
0: by my Yeah. Mom. Oh wow fuck. Joan Joan Firovante. And so where okay, where'd the nickname come, Gestapo?
1: That came from uh unfortunately it came from Johnny Feedback from Kraut the drummer crowd Kraut, was like, you got to come up with a terrible punk rock name. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you know, like Sig Vicious, Johnny Rotten, like, you know, uh, Johnny Thunders. And I, I, was, I was like, <laughs> you know, so they were like Gestapo. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, because of my, my dresser, uh, my dresser last name. They were like, oh, German. What's a terrible thing, German? Gestapo. Wow. And luckily, luckily in this day and age, people know me enough to understand that it's, I, you know, I, I tried to escape. Uh, a brand, yeah. when you're branded with a nickname, you know, because yeah. I, I would much rather not. That's why I, I stick with Jimmy G because I don't want to hurt people's feelings, whether they know me or not.
0: Because back then it's like yeah. shocking and punk, and sh- I totally get that, yeah,
1: yeah. People don't get shocking, punk, and now people get insulted, try baby punk,
0: yeah, it's, it's, it's
1: so. different times, different
0: times.
1: The people, yeah, <laughs> The people... people like look for a reason to be insulted and and yeah. freaked out about stuff now and cry about stuff instead of changing things. They, you know, they'd rather cry or fight in the street or do, you know protest. Typical yeah. anti far shit and all that stuff going on. You know, then then do something about it. You know, they're not out there feeding the homeless. They're they're out there fucking running around with masks on, beating people up and and mm. you know they and, and basically everything I see is them getting smacked around a lot. You know, and, you know they got Proud Boys. There's all these cliques of political people instead of united people doing shit you know why because all the united people are working
0: you Mm, know (laughs) working class working class yeah
1: yeah we're all at work we're all at work or on tour which is work you know 100% why are these people at work
0: (laughs) yeah it's true
1: they have plenty of time to stomp around in the street and start trouble
0: yeah everybody wants to complain and protests and stand up to things but not many people do it in real life, they do on the internet. So nobody's really out there actually take your real actions, not words. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's,
1: it's be, like... Be, be active. Be active. Don't you know and, and if and if and if you're gonna do something, don't hide your face. Show your face. Yeah. Be proud of what you're doing.
0: Yeah, if you believe in it for sure.
1: Yeah. Oh, fuck, if you man. believe in what you're fucking fighting for, take the mask off, bro. Or or, or sis.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> or 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 whatever or, or trans, whatever you are, you know. Whoever you are, take the mask off.
0: Yeah, well, I pre- Jimmy. I appreciate That's- I appreciate everything you've done for um for the hardcore scene, for accepting it when we first came to New York, for like taking us under your wing, taking us on tour. Um, fucking honored to call you a friend. You're one of the greatest frontman uh, I think ever from hardcore from music. shit. Maybe shit. Maybe I don't know. I, I've uh-huh. ever I've ever witnessed and been around, and, and I love you and I appreciate you and, and I'm glad you're still here. I'm glad you're healthy and I'm glad. Thanks, you're, still, totally. you're still playing, you know what I mean? Like, you, 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 No matter what you're going through, always you, you're always smiling, always, ever since I've known you. So. Thanks,
1: brother. I'm happy to be on your on your podcast. Good luck with it. And give Max a hug from Uncle Jimmy. I love you. I love and you too, everybody, brother. take care of yourselves out there. I love you guys. Hope to see you out there on the show
0: one day. For sure. Thank you, Jimmy. I love you, man. Appreciate
1: take, it. Take
0: care, brother. I love you. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, please rate, review, uh, subscribe. If you haven't subscribed yet to this podcast, please do that. And whatever platform you are listening to this on, I'm glad you found me. You can rate me and review me on there also. So thank you guys sincerely for the support. I cannot wait for you guys to the next one.